Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today talking about our 1-0 defeat away in the Premier League against oh dear, uh, against uh, West Ham. Um, worst performance of the season. Yep, worst performance of the season. Um, yes, we lost by more goals to Liverpool, but we were better in that game. Um, this team was toothless today. Um no energy, no fight. Football's not all about ability. It's not all about, oh, best 11 on the pitch is, is surely going to win. Sometimes it's about who wants it more, who fights for it more, who gets stuck in more. Um, and we uh, didn't do it at all. Didn't do it at all today. I, I, I've noticed too many times, I actually noticed a lot of times recently in football, not just with us, but... Sometimes you just got, and I really <clears throat> do mean this in the most basic concept. Just put a foot in. Sometimes, put a foot in. Um, I tell you something interesting as well. Slightly off topic, but still on the same topic. Uh, Sky Sports put out a video saying, "Here's all of Harlan's goals so far." I thought, okay, I'll, I'll give that. You know, check that out. I think it's about two minutes or something. No one really puts a foot in on him. And, like, I was thinking about that video when I was watching this and when I was watching West Ham attack. Sometimes in football, and this very much applies to us today, very much, you it's a, you are allowed to make contact. It is a contact sport. Whether, whether or not the ref agrees or disagrees with what you do, um... Is its own thing. Um, credit to West Ham. They, they were the better team. I don't like saying things like that. But I'm here to be honest. I'm not here to you know. Pretend that it's all you know. Sunshine and rainbows and and, and whatever. Um, they were very good. West Ham were very good. But look. Okay got two teams. One which is fighting for survival of relegation. And one which is fighting for top four. Both with things to fight for. And West Ham said you know what. Okay it's Man United. But we're at home. We want to stay in this Premier League. We're going to fight for it. And Man United said, we're not going to do that. Um, on the... Because I, I do have a couple of positive things today. Although, like I said, this was this was our, our worst performance of the season. I was incredibly frustrated watching this game. And this was a painful game to watch. This did feel like one of them games... Where, okay, you just get, you just need one good chance to get back in the game. Just one. Okay, De Gea, we'll, we'll talk about the goal when I get to the summary. De Gea makes a howl over a mistake, defensive mistake, you know, big, big, big mistakes. Okay, that was in the 30th minute. The game is 90 minutes. And I have, I've given myself a principle that I will refuse, I will permanently refuse to let go of, right? And what that is, and I've mentioned this a few times this season, when we've been losing. Football is a 90-minute game, sometimes a bit longer because of added time, or maybe extra time, depending on what, what, what uh, competition you're playing in. <clears throat> right, so yeah, 90-minute game of football. How long does it take to actually score? How long within that time period does it take to score a goal? Less than a minute. Literally less than a minute. Um, and... The example I would always look at, and this I know this was a long time ago, but it still applies, in the 
Champions League final, we scored two goals in one minute. There will never, ever, ever be a reason that you can't... Well, not two goals in one minute, necessarily. I don't care if we've only got one minute left. If you're only losing by one goal, and you've got, let's say, up to a minute left, um, there is no reason why you can't score in that time. It literally takes seconds, and context is important. It literally takes seconds to knock a few passes together, get a good shot off at goal, and score. And what was so annoying about this game... If you notice in those eight minutes of added time at the end, we put fighting in that eight minutes, started knocking a couple of parts. It wasn't, you know, the best, best football. Um, started knocking a couple of passes together, almost as if the team suddenly woke up and thought, oh, wait a minute, we're losing this game of football. We uh, we need to score. Oh, there's only eight minutes left. Well, I guess we should hurry up. Well, guess what, lads? You had 90 minutes before that. Forget the eight minutes. You had 90 before that. And... Um, even let's say you knock off half an hour for, for the, the first goal, you've still got 60 left. You can score a lot of goals in 60 minutes. In fact, Newcastle will tell you that you can score five goals in 20 minutes. You can still score more goals than that in 20 minutes, but anyway. But, um, I mean, what what sort of point, what, what sort of like mistakes do I want to point out today? Because the, the, the list is endless. Um, passes that are too short, passes that are too long... Too, I don't know if this makes sense. Too stuttery in our football of like, oh, oh, I, I don't know where to pass. I, I, I don't know who to pass to. Too, too much of that. And one thing. Um, now this isn't me comparing the Oli era to the Ten Hag era. I think they're still very different. And other other teams do this a, a lot as well. I don't know if this is just like a football problem. I don't think this. Is, I don't think this is an exclusive Man United problem because I see other teams doing this as well. What's with the slow passing around the back for? Why, why are we doing that for? I don't I don't care if other teams are doing it. That's that's their problem. I care about Man United. Why are we still doing that? Um, And I did point out... When, when was the last time Maguire played? I can't remember. Whenever that was. Five, five games ago or so. And I said... Oh, you know, back in the Ole days when it was Lindelof Maguire every week. And they would pass the ball back and forth and back and forth to each other. Um... We still do that occasionally. We do it more when Lindelof and Maguire do play, but we still do it too much. Now, the the interesting part of that is, um, well, obviously, if, if you go to a game, obviously, you can see the whole pitch. And, of course, when you're watching on the TV, which is what I always do, uh, you can only see certain angles. So, for example, when De Gea passes to Lindelof, just for an example, and he turns around and, and looks at his options, we can't see who's where past a certain camera angle. But it always looks like there's no one available. Um, the, the same applies to like either end because the way the camera is positioned. Um, but the way we the, the combination of that, I know that's like a cam. That's not a team problem. That's a camera angle thing, and how we're passing around in defence made it feel like nobody was calling for the ball. That there was nobody available. That the team were just kind of you know walking around. Um, but. We seemed to be panicked today. Uh, we seemed to lack confidence. Um, and when you combine those two things together, sometimes you get short passes that are too short, passes that are too long, uh, lack of communication, um, laziness on the ball. Um, 
I will still be doing player ratings today. There's there's a few there's a few scores I do want to kind of give out. I don't want to just give everybody a zero. I don't think that's quite accurate for today. Um, but I, I suppose okay, this game's done. You know, no, nobody can change that. What what do we do from here? Top four still in our hands. I think we're one point ahead of Liverpool. Wait, let me just actually check that. Uh, one point ahead of Liverpool with a game in hand. So. We can still win every game and get top four. Um, in terms of climbing above Newcastle to third, that's a, a different um, different question because they won, they 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 lost today to Arsenal. Um, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, is top four slipping away? It will if we're not careful. There's two defeats on the bounce away from home, and. This is both a Ten Hag and a team thing in terms of why are we so... I, I saw some stat uh, the, the other day. Our top... Our record against the top 12. Of course, the top... T our top tw the top 12, excuse me, uh, changes throughout the season. But we've got a very bad record away from home this season. Very good record at home this season, but away from home, we're very, very bad. Um, Still got a massive... Effort. See, here's, here's the thing. So I, I've seen some kind of comments about this as well okay we're in probably our shakiest form so far this season two defeats on the bounce and a one nil win against Villa it's not great and you would be fair you would be right to look at our form and look at Man City's and think how are you going to beat them in a cup final to me no matter what happens with either City's season or um, our season that's just a different game. It's a neutral ground, so neither team's home or away. So, like, all of those... And it'll be red versus blue, you know. It'll be a very, very neutral game. So, Manchester Derby and it's a cup final. So, I think the mentality will... Whether it will be better or worse, I think the mentality will automatically be different for that game. So, I mean, you'd be fair to look and say, OK, Man City are doing incredibly well. Man United are a bit shaky at the moment. How on earth are you going to beat them? And Haaland scoring a million goals a week and, you know... That kind of thing. I just think that will be a different thing. That will be a different kind of game, and I hope I'm hope I'm right about that. Uh, what else? What else do I say about the the general performance? I've already spoken for ten minutes here. Um, there's only one goal to to analyze and some subs. Uh, I suppose the question I haven't got to yet. Whenever we draw or lose, I pose the question of okay, because yeah, okay, if we lose or draw. There's an element that the players haven't done something right because they've not scored enough goals or they've let in too many or whatever the combination. But there's two elements to every match, which is the manager and the players. One of them did something wrong. One of them maybe did something a bit better. I would say this is 40% Ten Hag's fault. I definitely think it's at least 60% the players' fault. So I'm not like scapegoating Ten Hag and saying, you know, he made no mistakes. I think he made some mistakes in this game. Um, some that I was personally frustrated with as well, which I will talk about in a minute. Um, but, okay, at the end of the day, because uh, the one thing I didn't like is is the starting eleven. But, he puts out his starting eleven, which is still good enough to beat West Ham. It's not our best team. It's definitely not our best team. And it, there's a bit of a combination in there that I don't like as well. That set of players that he put out on the pitch is still good enough to beat West Ham. So there is an element of this that is on the players, and I would say 60% of it. 
because of the... I mean, regardless of which player, if a player's passing to another player or doing something mid-game, that's up to that player. That's not up to Ten Hag. I'm just talking about the... Like, obviously, if the tactics are wrong or something's not working, that's a bit more on Ten Hag. But I'm talking about... And this applies to this game. I'm talking about just basics. The basics of... You're a professional footballer who's good enough to win on, on, on a normal day and you couldn't get the basics right. When you can't get the basics right, I don't think that's on any manager. Um, when you can't string together a few passes, that's not really on the manager. I mean, what's, like, you know, are we expecting Tenag to walk on the pitch and start knocking the ball about himself? Um, so I hope, that's, I hope you see that as fair analysis. I do put some of this blame on Tenag. But I think the players really, really let him and and us down today. Just just with getting basics wrong, trying too hard at certain points, not trying hard enough, being lazy, being sort of shaky and mi- mi- miscommunicating. Um, and look, as much as I think this season's been infinitely better than last season, um, things have gone wrong at points. But that's sort of going to happen sometimes. It's not acceptable, but it's, it's the way it is sometimes. Okay, let's talk about this first goal. Uh, ben Rama scored it. So they run through on goal. I can't remember who gave the ball away or what, what led up to the goal. It was a long time ago. Um, I would say there's... I mean, this is a, there, there's three elements to this goal. One of which is, why didn't the team get the ball back? One element I would put on Lindelof. The reason I would put that on Lindelof, he's the closest player to him when he shoots. Lindelof could have blocked that shot or tackled the player earlier. He could have done that. Whether or not whether or not he's ultimately good enough to do that in that situation is up to him. It's it's things like that. Like, okay, Lindelof didn't tackle that player or block the pass. Is that Ten Hag's fault or is that Lindelof's fault? Ten Hag is not in charge of blocking that pass or sorry, the shot or tackling him. Ten Hag can't do that for Lindelof. Um so that is on the player. Um, that, that, that's how I would put that. And if you go over to the goalkeeper, okay, De Gea makes a terrible, terrible... And he, he's done a few of these, and he's going to get pelters for it tonight. But um, dives too early, I think. And even though I think there's maybe a slight deflection on the ball, there is still... That's not like... I'm just pointing out as, a, as an element. There is still more than enough time. He should be able to walk over to that ball... And um, grab it fairly comfortably. I don't even think that's one of like, oh, he has to just barely push that round the post for a, for a corner. No, I think he should be picking that ball up. Whether whether or not he has to like, you know, put a hand on it and sort of take the sting out of the shot and then catch it. But I think he should be taking that comfortably. But it looks like he sort of misjudged. Um, I don't know about the pace of the ball or the direction of it, but he's misjudged the shot itself. Um. And he's almost kind of just like slipped and just... Because he gets a bit of a hand on it, I think, but it's just not enough. Um, so even with, the, even with the body movement choice that he makes, if he puts like a stronger hand... like Let's say he does the same thing, the fundamental same thing, but he puts a stronger push of his hand on the ball, then, okay, might hit the post, might, might go for, it, for, for a corner, but I don't think that shot goes in. Um... So I I think that there's three elements to this, which is okay. Why why didn't the team stop 
that player from getting the ball. Why didn't Lindelof tackle and or block the player? Well, can't tackle and block him, but you know what I mean. Close him down. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a P-roller for the hair, and he really, really should be saving that. And it's uh, it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, and again, going back to the example, just so, so two examples there. Is it Ten Hag's fault that Lindelof has not blocked or closed down that player? No. Is it Ten Hag's fault that De Gea didn't save the shot? No. <laughs> it does that. It just just doesn't work that way. Um, so yeah. Um, but again, as I as I say, going back to my principle that I will permanently refuse to drop unless you're, of course, you know, five nil down with a minute left, then the game is you know probably over. But if you're losing by one goal. And there is any amount of time left in the game. You can still... St- I mean, look at the um, recent, more, more recent example than the 99 Cup final. Look at the um, Tottenham-Liverpool game. The other... I think it was last week or so. Uh, Liverpool went 3-0 up. I think it was 3-0. Then they came back 3-3. I think it was... There was five minutes added on or something. I didn't watch the game, but, I, you know, I, I know what happened. Um... Tottenham scored an equaliser in the, I think it was like the 92nd minute. Liverpool went up the other end within about a minute or so and scored a winner. So even in those situations where it's like into added time and you score a late, late goal, um, until that final whistle goes, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep going, especially in in, in fine margin situations like that. Um, I mean, sure, if you look at, Obviously, you know, the 7-0, for example, if you're in the 94th of 95th minute and you're 7-0 down, then, yeah, you've lost the game. <laughs> but, you know, um, there you go. Yeah, 30 minutes in, you've still got 15 minutes of the first half and you've still got a full 45 minutes um, of the second half, including ad- eight minutes added, and we couldn't do it. It's not good enough. So, anyway, that was half halftime. Uh, then a sub made slightly after half time. Uh, Martial Lund for Vegorst. I think this was the best decision Tenag made in the game. Although I think Vegorst was one of the players that tried more today, this game was. I, I looking at the bench and I see Sancho, Ganacho, Martial, and I think you've got to bring on two of them at least. Like in this situation, with the team you've set up, um, yeah, you, you've got it. So I, I think that was the correct decision. Again, not the whole game was on Tenag. I don't think all of it was on Tenag. Um, so yeah, but uh, that was a good substitution. Um, then there was uh, Sabitzer on for Eriksson. I would have also done that. Okay, so my problem with these next four subs, regardless of who they were for, it's too late in the game. You got 57 minutes, so let, let's round that up to 60. 60 minutes for a sub when you're 1-0 down. Good. Early enough, it gives whoever that player is enough time to get settled into the game. And look, of course, you can be subbed on in the 89th minute and score in the 90th minute, you know. But in terms of, like, the way this game was going and to settle into it, that was good. 74 minutes, and then you've got 87 and 88. It, it, it's just a bit too late. That's where I would say... Um, and we'll go through who the players are in a minute. I don't know why Tenag made the sub so late today. And that is something I used to criticise Oli for. I'm not saying, you know, he's on the same level of him as whatever, but similar managers can make similar mistakes. Um, although I notice other teams doing that as well, bringing subs on in like the 80th minute when they're losing. It's like, it's just, it's just a bit too late. So, 
Uh, so who are the other subs? Uh, 74 minutes, there's two of them. Sabitz on for Ericsson and Sancho on for Anthony. Okay, good that he brought Sancho on and good that he brought Sabitzer on and good that Marcel was brought on. Ericsson needed to be subbed off. I don't think he, he was giving enough to the game. Sabitzer, good good midfield choice. We're short on those midfield choices, but that's good that we did that. Anthony off for Sancho. Um, I'm going to potentially shock you all here. I think he should have taken Rashford off. I think this is one of Rashford's worst games in in United shirt. Although we nearly did score. Um, so there's that. Uh, but Sancho on, I, I agree with that. But I, I thought Anthony had a little bit more to give. And I really, really think Rashford had a bad game. Still like him. Still like Rashford as a player. But I will criticise or try to criticise my favourites when they do bad performances and Rashford was just I, I don't know what he was doing in this game but it wasn't working um so again trying to sort of bring balance to that Ericsson for uh, Sabitzer on for Ericsson I agree just too late Sancho one for Anthony I disagree with taking Anthony off Sancho on yes but still too late 87 minutes still time to get back into the game um Delo one for Wambasaka. I think that was because of the injury wasn't it yeah the, the head clash that happened but uh, good to see that, because um, obviously that's for like, because he seemed to be okay. I don't think he'll be out for a period of time, and we don't play anyway till Saturday. I think Wambasak will be okay. There's maybe like you know some risk of concussion there, but that was just an injury sub. Um, funny thing, I noticed Fred got subbed on, and I don't know if like I missed the not the scene. It's not an episode of TV. I missed Malassia coming off. I don't remember him being specifically subbed off, but it was Fred. For Malassi, I suppose that's trying to go to three at the back and uh, bring on bring on another midfielder. Uh, Fred was on very very late, so there's there's that. Um, then they made some subs and then we lost the game. Uh, a couple of other things to talk about, which I just remembered for, that I should have included in the uh, opening piece. Um, ref doing us some favors today. Um, so let's go through because the, the events are not written in in here. Lindelof handballed it. I think that was a handball. Wasn't given as a penalty. They scored two goals after that, didn't they? I don't know why they're not written in here as like disallowed goals. Because if it was offside, it would be written in here, but it's not. Um, to the set, the their almost third goal was offside, wasn't it? Just barely. Um, but I think we got lucky with that because those have been given before. There was the other one for the foul on De Gea. I think Anthony, like, uh, sorry, Antonio. Um, like, poked the hair in the face or something. I think we got very lucky with those, but I think it should have been a penalty from the... I think that's a handball from Lindelof. I don't think you can be doing that with your arm. Um, and it was lucky because that was... That was right before half-time, I, I think that one was. And uh, I don't think they went to VAR for it or anything. Um, they sort of just played on. If we'd have gotten... Sorry, if they had given a penalty for that and they'd have scored that, that could have really that could have met, resulted in an even worse game because I think what would have happened then, I think our confidence and mentality would have dropped off even more, and that that's a situation where I think you could face like a four or five nil. Um, so, that, so there was that. What was the other incident I was going to mention? Uh, there's a head clash. Not much to say about that. I um, just hope both players are okay. Uh, they should have had, yeah, penalty. That could have been 2-0. The foul, I think, was a passable foul. 
and there's the fourth that they're 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 almost third goal i think uh was just about offside but again those have been given before so um because something i've been saying for most of the season and again not not excuses but reasons um the referees have not been helpful to us this season um but in this game this was like completely the opposite where like um we like techni- technically from like forget our performance for a minute from a referee standpoint we should have won this game <laughs> but um i don't know just something about us away from home this season we just can't do it we just can't seem to do it so yeah um do i have a man of the match in mind um i do have a man of the match in mind actually i've got two contenders for man of the match that might be surprising but um I do have two, and I have some decent things to say about other players, but not other ones quite so much. So this won't be a zero 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 for everybody, you know. Skip player ratings. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that today. There needs to be some some call outs made, and one player particularly who I'm very on the edge of, if if that, if that makes sense. Um. So yeah, but just just before I get to that. Just another overall kind of point. I still think we'll get top four. I think we'll beat Wolves on Saturday. I think we've got three home games left. I think we'll win those. And I just think entirely that the FA Cup final is going to be a completely different beast. Um, so, yeah. But the other thing I hope that we do now... Okay, lost this game. It's done. It's over. There is no more time left for that. We don't play till Saturday. we got to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, move on. Train hard during the week. I don't know what Tenag will be doing tomorrow. Although it's bank holiday in it, but I don't know if that I don't know who that does count for anymore. But got that going on. Um, you have to come back fighting on Saturday. You have got to do it. So anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk about player ratings. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get twenty percent off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is E Talk UK. That's E T A L K. UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's 
previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it will also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month, and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts, and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, I was torn between two players. I'll tell you who they both they both are. Wambasaka and Anthony for Man of the Match. Probably our two brightest players, both of which who were subbed off. So didn't get a full ninety. There is two other players who I thought had a good performance, who I will talk about in a minute. And one player who I'm kind of admittedly very torn on my opinion of. But um, who should I pick out of those two? I thought Wan-Bissaka gave a little bit more. Just a little bit more. I'm going to give him... I mean, does anybody get a 10 from this game? I'll give him a 9. I thought he was one of the players that did play better. I'll knock his score off a little bit just because... There were probably moments in the game where he didn't perform quite so well. But I'll give a Wan-Bissaka a 9. I thought it was very, very good. Uh, made a couple of game-saving tackles. Um, I also... There was a point... Because he got booked. Because that was the last-ditch tackle. I sure, I'm sure he got a, a, a tiptoe on the ball. I, th- I think he did. And to me, the rule is... If you make a tackle that's not from behind... And you touch the ball... Even the slightest bit... It means that you've made contact with the ball and you've won it. Um, not that that really makes much difference to this game, but um, yeah, I, I swear he, I swear he got like a tiptoe on on the you know little twinkle toe on the, on the ball. So I don't think he should have been booked. Lindelof, um, one of the faults for the goal had an unfortunately weak performance. Did a couple of bits and pieces. I think a... I was going to say five. That feels a little bit too high. I think a four is warranted for that. Because I don't think he was terrible, terrible. But he wasn't very good. Now, I've been mentioning in the last um, couple of games. Since since the um, Brighton penalty win. And I think we had two wins after that, was it? One of them was the... The Villa game and the other one was something else that I'm not remembering. And the question's been asked like, okay, um, is Lindelof just naturally worse when Maguire plays with him? Rather than, okay, is he better? Is he better individually and with a different pair when he's playing next to somebody else? And we've had to play him with Shaw because everybody else is injured and Maguire's not good enough. So uh, there's that. Do I want him to stay? Do I want him to go? Um, I'll still stick to... I'll be consistent. I'll still stick to what I said before. And you can laugh at this for all you want. If you were to say to me, Matt, you get to choose... And I don't care how injury play, injury prone these two players are that I'm going to mention. I don't care. If you were to say to me, okay, you can't have both of them back. 
But if Lindelof goes and Bailey or Twanzebi comes back into this team, I'm taking that. Um, I don't know which one I'd necessarily choose more. I think Twanzebi is maybe the younger player. Both are a bit injury prone and have had rocky United careers um, for a couple of seasons. But both of them are better than him. Both of them are. Lindelof's got his qualities. I won't take, you know, everything away from him. Got a good long pass. He's relatively composed on the ball, apart from maybe this game. But, I mean, I see some comments out there of like, oh, he's a decent backup centre-back. I've been thinking about our squad recently, and I haven't really said this as much, and looking at what City are doing and City's squad and who they've got as backups. And then looking at, let's say, Real Madrid and even, not necessarily, I don't really know Arsenal's team well enough to, to say the same thing. And like, okay, he can, he can be good at certain points, Lindelof. But if we want to get back to anywhere near what Man City are doing, not necessarily like, you know, on the verge of the treble every season, but competing for things every season and having a very good squad, but preferably without the Premier League 100 violations, <laughs> um, does Lindelof get into that team? Because the players that they have as backup centre-backs are people like Nathan Ake, who I, before he went to City, I wanted him. I wanted Nathan Ake. Uh, but that that was before we got Varane and um, uh, Martinez. I'd still I'd still take Ake now. He's doing well at City. But if you were to say, let's say you go over to Pep and you say, okay, do you want to trade Nathan Ake for Lindelof? I don't know that he says yes to that. I don't know. Uh, and I'm sure Ake has bad games as well. Every player does. But th- this whole like snuck in conversation of like, oh, he'd be a good backup centre back. Now is really the time where he's doing that role. He's being the backup centre-back because our other two main defenders are injured. I, I just don't know. Like, okay, let's say, for example, um, you took... Heck, let's, let's say you put him at centre-back right now for Man City with Nathan Ake. Or let's say you pick any one Man City centre-back and you put Lindelof with whoever... You pick whoever you want, you put that player next to Lindelof... And you put Lindelof in the exact situation Man City are in now. Semi a cup final, two semi-finals, top of the league. How does Lindelof imp- is Lindelof good enough for that situation? Because that, as good as he might be, like good now and have have good games. I'm talking more long term. Is Lindelof like? Let's say we get to a similar situation, and okay, we're in that cup final with them, and we've already won a trophy. It's good, but. If you're going to be in a situation where like a good Arsenal team is chasing you, you've got Real Madrid in the Champions League and you've got your, your neighbours as your cup finalists, is Lindelof good enough for that situation? Because I don't know that he is. Anyway, that's a very long take on that situation. I'll give him a four. I thought he was below okay, but not terrible, but also one of the faults for the goals. Sure, um, I'm talking about Luke Shaw. Uh... He was alright, um, saved us in a couple of situations, still just wasn't good enough. I, I'd probably give him an average 6. Malassia, uh, I don't really know what's happened to Malassia. Malassia, I still don't know what correct pronunciation it is. Um, I think he might need a loan or something, I don't know. There's something in there, I'm not, I'm not giving up on Malassia. Uh, 
but I don't know. He's not quite all been there. I'll I'll, I'll give him a five. I thought he was just below average, but not sort of terrible. Uh, Casemiro, quiet in this game. Um, did okay, I suppose. But I don't know. Um, I mean, te- technically, for what the role that he does, he's not supposed to be involved in our attack because he's the central defensive midfielder, um, which is literally the anchor of the team. So he's not supposed to be the one like on the edge of the box creating chances, but he is sort of supposed to be involved. Um, but he wasn't really in their situations, so I I'd give him a five. I don't think he was very good. Eriksson, um, I give him a three. I think he should have scored. Um, there was that chance right at the very end of the first half. And the the very moment that ball was played through to him, I thought you've got to hit that. Well, not hit it as hard as you can. You've got to put your foot through that on your left foot. I don't care if it's a weaker foot, professional footballer and all that. And he did some sort of weird chip shot. I thought you've got to put, you, you put your foot through that and it goes in the right corner. That's 1-1, one, one, half time, back in the game. And it's those moments, it's those moments. Um, we're still not being clinical enough and it's really, really, really annoying. And it's one of those chances. It, it, it's it's things like Anthony hitting the post. It's things like Anthony just barely missing the goal. It's things like Bruno taking a couple of shots. It's things like Rashford taking a shot from 30 yards, but almost but not actually scoring. I don't know what's happened to us, but we just can't seem to put those chances away. And Eriksson had one of them, and he didn't take it. Um, I don't I don't think... Um, I want to talk about this because I don't. I haven't been talking about the team selection as much recently, but I, I want to mention something about that in a minute. Um, but no, Eric, I don't think Ericsson was very good. I don't think this was his type of game either. I, I don't think so. Um, I think it should have been maybe Sabitzer starting, but I'll, I'll talk about alternatives in a minute. Anthony, um, thought Anthony was one of our best players on the pitch. Should have scored one, if not two goals, though. I will give him a nine. I still thought it was really, really bright. I really did, um, and he brings us that balance on the right hand side. And him and Wambasaka, I still thought had a very good partnership in this game. Um, it's one of the best things in the team, I think, that that right hand side. Uh, but I thought Anthony was very good. Vegost um, started off quite bright, got subbed off. Um, wasn't his worst performance, but <sighs> he, he he's trying. But we know that we need better. He knows that we need better. Um, I think an average six go go goes for him. Bruno Fernandez, uh, really, really, really frustrated with him. Um, an odd mix of like successful short and long passes for for him. Um, but a couple of times made some just really baffling decisions. I thought we had as bad as a game as Ericsson did. So I'll give him a three. Uh, Rashford, um, I think a, th- a three as well. I th- should have scored one, if not two. Um, again, it's these. How many players have I just mentioned and said, "Oh, they should have scored. Oh, they should have maybe scored. They should have maybe scored." You're building up like three to five goals that you should be scoring. Forget the one that they scored earlier. We should be put. We should have put away three to five goals in this game um, and won it. And you know what? If we'd have scored those three to five goals after De Gea's mistake. Okay, people will probably remember it, but most of us will probably forget about it. Like it would, it would have, it wouldn't have mattered as much. Um, but yeah, Rashford. Like, I don't know what's happened to him. Um, I, th- I, I, tell you, I tell you something about Rashford though. Um, and again, going back to Alex Ferguson's comments after the Carabao Cup final, he's doing his job, Rashford. But we need another one. 
I wonder, again, reasons, not excuses, because I felt some panic in Rashford's game of like, oh my God, I, I have to do it. I have to score. I have to run and run and run and I have to score. And he kept running into traffic and he kept losing the ball and it, it felt like he was too just impatient. Um, I think we've been a bit too reliant on him for goals this season and I don't really think... Let's let's look for a second. Just in the Premier League, our top scorers, called Haaland 35, came with 26. Fifth top scorer is Rashford with 16 goals, 5 assists. Let's see who's next in that. And forget about the other competitions. This is Premier League based. Uh, so 16 goals in 34 games. It's not bad. It's good. It's very good. It's in the top 5. Uh, although Odegaard's got 15, so someone might catch him. Let's scroll down. Scroll down. Oops. I clicked on Phil Foden. Uh, scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. Bruno Fernandes, number 36. Top scorers. He has got six goals. Um, let's keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Let's keep scrolling. Jaden Sancho, number 56 with five goals, two assists. Let's keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Number 74. Marcel with four goals. Okay, was it was injured for a good portion of the season, but still. Let's keep scrolling. Let's keep going. Do, do, do. Um, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep scrolling. Wow, I thought this would end at 100, but it, but it doesn't. Uh, Ganacho, number 123 with two goals. Um, let's let's. I'm not going to scroll through the the complete rest of the list, but let, let's just find the the last next player. Let's keep scrolling. Do, do, do. Let's keep scrolling. Christian Eriksen, number one hundred and sixty six with one goal. Is the pressure not on? Rashford there. I've literally gone through almost like a hundred and fifty or a hundred and whatever that was of players. Um, let's look here at Arsenal and Man City. Of course, Haaland, you know, City, 35 at the top. Um, actually, do you know what's a better example to do? Because he's carried the goals of City, but whatever. Let's look at Arsenal. Second in the league, very good season. They've got number six, Odegaard, 15 goals. Number seven, Martinelli, 15 goals. Already more than, almost more than the entirety of what I just counted for May United. So Odegaard, Martinelli. Uh, Odegaard's a midfielder, by the way. Uh, him with 15, Martinelli with 15. That's 30 goals. Still, Holland's got more, but still. Scroll down a little bit more. Saka, 13 goals, number 10. Um, Gabriel Jesus, number 14 with 10. There's a good mix in there of the Arsenal squad of players who's, who's scored goals for them. It's because I, I would look at that as an Arsenal fan and think, okay, Odegaard might get a goal, Martinelli might get a goal, Saka might get a goal, Jesus might get a goal. Um, who have they got after that? I'm sure there was one more player I saw on on here. Um, but that's that's four players. So they they've. Like, because you've not got, just for example, you've not got, okay, 
Rashford with 10, um, Bruno with 15, Sancho with 8, Ganacho with 10. Like, we, we've not, that's not what's happened. So, I just, it, it kind of dawned on me a little bit in this game of Rashford seemed to be panicked to think, like, okay, if nobody else is going to score in this game, it has to be me, maybe. Um, and we can't, because, you know, he's not Harlan. No, nobody else has been Harlan this season. I mean, Kane's obviously a good example as well, but sometimes you sometimes you need that Arsenal approach where it's player grabs 10, 8, 15, 10, 5. Sometimes you need that. Anyway, what would I give Rashford after all that? Um... Probably a three. If I'm going to give, you know, Ericsson, Bruno, um, those scores. Again, Ericsson could have scored. Rashford should have scored. I don't remember Bruno having a goal-scoring chance, but he maybe should have got an assist or something. Anthony still should have scored. And it's it's been, over the last, like, let's say, handful of games this season, we've just had too many. I mean, it's good that we're making chances, right? If we weren't making chances and not scoring, that would be a very big problem. We're making chances, we're just not putting them away. There's been too many of like, oh, we've just put that wide of the post. Our keeper saved another one. Oh, pass into some, some so-and-so and he's almost got the shot off, but it's got blocked. Or wrong type of shot. Or, oh, it's just hit the bar. You need to be putting those in the back of the net. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's that's my point with that. Talk about this lineup for a minute. I do not like this team selection. Now, it only takes a few changes here, I think, to make this something better. So, you've got here. Wambasaka, Lindelof, Shaw, Malassia as your back five. Casemiro next to Eriksen in the holding positions. Anthony out on the right. Regos in the 10. Bruno on the left. Rashford through the middle. Okay, I like Rashford through the middle. I, I prefer him there. I think it just gives him more, more running room. I've explained that before. I think all you need to do for this... Because, okay, what, what changes would I have made? Because I looked at the starting 11 before this game, as, as I do with every game, and I thought, oh, okay. Still good enough to beat West Ham, but I thought, oh, okay. I, I, I don't I don't like that lineup. Um, I think you put Bruno next to Casemiro, just just for the pure work rate. Uh, I think you don't start Ericsson. I think you start Sancho or Martial out on the left. And I think you'd put Sabitzer at the 10 and you'd take Vegost out. So you'd still keep most of that team in there. You'd still keep Anthony, you'd still keep Rashford. Um, or uh, another another one I would have done is um, still Casemiro next to Bruno. Sabitzer in the 10. Ganacho on the left. Rashford up top. Um, that's maybe another way to do that. And I was looking at that the whole game and I was like, Ericsson's not doing well in this game, Bruno's out of position, Vegos isn't really getting through to it, and nobody's giving like Rashford quite enough service. I think those are some of your reasons why. I think Bruno does work relatively well on the right, we've seen that in a few times this season, but not when you've got Anthony there. Anyway, let's go to our bench, um, talk about who was on that. Uh, got Butland, Delo, Fred, Ganacho, Maguire, Martial, Sabitzer, Sancho, Williams. That's a decent bench. You look at that bench. Okay. You want to make some subs for players who can make a difference. I think Ganacho can make a difference. I think Martial can make a difference. I think Sabitzer can. I think Sancho can. Fred, you, you bring Fred on for those midfield legs. You bring Delo on if you need to change the fullbacks. You preferably don't bring Maguire on and you... 
I think Williams is just to fill space on the bench. No disrespect to him, but like he he's there because we don't have any other defenders on the bench, really. Um, I mean, if you would ask Brendan Williams, like, okay, did you think in this game you were going to be starting or be used as a sub? He probably doesn't think so. Um, but there are game there are game changers on that bench: Gonacho, Martial, Sabitzer, Sancho. I think that all those can do something. And they almost did. What well, one thing that really frustrates me because we brought on um, what I would say the more impact players there, which is Martial, Sabitzer, Sancho. I thought Delo did all right. Fred did all right. Martial nearly scored. Sabitzer did well when he came on. Sancho tried to make something happen. No Gennaro in this game, unfortunately. Um, it almost the the positive change there almost did actually affect things. We almost did score. Uh, you look at the Martial chance late on, like, okay, I probably should aim for the for the other corner and score that. But if you, I know it's an isolated incident. If you look at that move that happens there, and I cannot stress pass a move enough in these types of games, and we didn't do it enough. Martial takes it upon himself to do one of his little moves, and I, I like when he does these little moves of sorts. Plays the ball into Rashford. He gives a quick little, like, back heel flick through to Martial. It's simple little moves. Oh, it's simple little moves like that where you think, okay, quick pass, quick move, quick. You've got to when West Ham is sitting back and they're one up, you've got to be clicking those passes and, ma- and making those runs, and, and just too static. And it was too much of, I can't remember what word I used earlier. Um, too sort of like indecisive. There was a few times in this game, we had the ball out wide. And, like, somebody would make a run, but the player on the ball would not be sure. I was like, oh, th- do I pass it to you? Do I cross it inside? Do I move? Do- where-, where-, where do I? I've got, like, too many options. I don't know which one to take. And then just pass the ball backwards. Too much of that in this game. But you look at that in you look at that Martial um, piece there. And I know it's a, like, small thing. We almost scored from it. We almost did actually score from it. And, hey, we score from that. We make it 1-1. I think we're all looking at this game a bit differently. And plus, we come away with a draw, not a defeat. It's football can be a, mo- a, game, a game of moments like that. You can you can play as badly as what we did, and still get a draw out of it, which was how I was thinking this w- would hopefully go. Because we were playing badly, I recognised that, and thought if we ju- if we just sometimes that's just it in football. You just have a, a move like that that just surprises the opposition, and you score from it, and it changes everything. And that moment. When Marcel passes the ball into Rashford, I was like, oh, he's a bit crowded today. Oh, he's flicked the ball on. Oh, Marcel's in on goal. Just a, a quick... Sometimes you've got to just move the ball a bit quicker. None of this sort of like, oh, Lindelof, pass it to Shaw. Pass it back to Lindelof. Pass it to Wan-Bissaka. Pass it back to De Gea. Kick it long. Lose it. Get it back. Lindelof, back to Shaw. Back to Malassia. Maybe to Casemiro. Back to Lindelof. Back to De Gea. Move the ball forward. Move the ball forward, otherwise you're not going to score. Guess what? You can't score. Well, you can. David Beckham did it. Usually, you can't score a goal from your own half. Get the ball moving. Get some Get some movement going. Get some pass and move going. The problem was, West Ham were shutting it all out because they wanted it more than us, and they worked harder than us for it. And we paid the price, which was losing the game. Um... I'm, I I really I just can't stress it enough. You look at that Martial move, you nearly score. Do it again, okay? You don't quite score. Do it again. Maybe you do score. Even if you do score, do it again. You just got to move. The, and this was one of them games where you just got to move the ball quicker. Surprise the opposition. Do something they don't expect. Play a ball over the top. Have better communication. 
Um, I was thinking all these things as I was watching this game. I was just like, you, you've got to move the ball quicker. And it's not just us. I see other teams doing this. And it's like, because li literally, unless you do a really quick move that surprises the opposition, if the opposition's sitting back like West Ham were, it was, oh, knock it left, knock it right. Um, knock it backwards. The opposition's going cool. We'll just we'll just we'll just sit here. Let you let you knock the ball about. Take your time. We're, we're beating you one 0 You want to just knock the ball around left, right, backwards? Cool. We'll just let let the clock run down. Let you do that. And then when you make a mistake, we'll just get the ball back from you. Um, unless you do something that's quicker and that surprises the opposition. And I know that there's a difference between playing football that's too fast and losing the ball. And okay, there's there's points where you need to. Slow things down a bit, keep possession, keep the ball, make sure you don't lose it. But there's a there's a difference. And it was so frustrating in this game to watch us do that because I expect better. <sighs> anyway, game's over. Um we'll move on from there. Uh like I said, Saturday. If this app will load. There we go. Wolves, three o'clock, Premier League at home. I expect to win. Um, our remaining games, uh, so 1-0 today, uh, Wolves on the 13th at home, Bournemouth away, won't be easy, Chelsea at home, Fulham at home. Uh, this isn't me being negative, this is me being constructive. I think we win those three home games, um, although us and Chelsea have got the same problem, apart from when they won yesterday. Chelsea can't seem to score many goals, and they also let in a lot of goals. But we've got a similar problem, which is we don't let in a lot of goals, but we don't score enough. So that could be nil-nil, but we're at home. So Bournemouth, I think, will be a struggle similar to this. Oops, uh, to, to this, I think that will be... I expect to win, but we're away from home again. And wait, where, where, are, where are Bournemouth in the league? Because at this point in the season, when you've got, let's say, four or five games left for each team... People are fighting for top four, people are fighting for relegation, people are fighting for titles, people are fighting for um, those higher mid-table, just, just to get them clear, themselves clear of relegation, those mid-table teams, teams that are sitting sort of you know, 13th, 14th, 15th, they're trying to get those last wins in to be you know, a bit more relaxed for the last couple of games so they mathematically can't get relegated. Uh, Brentford are ninth. Um... They are only five. Oh, they're ten. They're ten points off Brighton, but still, they've only got a few games left. Um, will they be fighting for seventh, which is a Conference League spot? I, I think anyway. Um, they could be fighting for that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, West Ham today fighting for survival. I think. Are they safe now? They're seven points clear, but Nottingham Forest got a game in hand. Um. I don't know, but anyway, they're more safer than what they were. At this point, this point in the season, these these teams are fighting. They're fighting for to keep in themselves in the Premier League. So uh, then, um, what did I say? Uh, Wolves, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Chelsea. I, I don't think we'll get relegated. And then Fulham are fighting for the lower European European um, stages. And then City in the final. Okay, alright, that's it for today. Thank you all very, very much for listening. Um, if you got yourselves through all of this, um, let me know what you think of anything else I said. 
do you think there's more on the manager, less on the manager, etc., etc.? Methodentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, and there's information in your show notes. Um, in the meantime, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. I'm going to try tomorrow because I haven't got um, anything else on tomorrow, and there's also day off of work. Uh, should be reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy, th- not two, uh, three tomorrow. Should be doing that. I should be. Um, if not, then I, I'll review it later in the week. But I should be going. I was going to maybe go today, but I thought, okay, it's football as well. I don't know. I don't know if I want to cram all that in the, in, in the same day or whatever. But because it's it's a long, long kind of film as well. But I got plenty of time tomorrow. Should be seeing that. Should be reviewing that. Even if review isn't until. Um, the evening or whatever that should be happening tomorrow so look out for that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to be a big one so we'll look out for that tomorrow uh, FIFA stream I already did do one on Saturday I'm not sure well if I'm reviewing a film tomorrow the FIFA stream won't be tomorrow might do one on Tuesday or Wednesday but I did do one earlier this week if you're not sure what I'm talking about I do these weekly FIFA career mode streams uh, playing as my United at the moment a very similar squad to what Tenaga's got as Twitch eTalk UK uh, weekly for that's the live streams and if you miss them I put them almost instantly onto YouTube which is Entertainment Talk Blaze so that's for that but I don't know if I'll be streaming that between Monday and Wednesday I've also just started Resi, Resident Evil 4 and I want to get myself through that before Zelda comes out so um, yeah that's what's going on at the moment anyway entertainmenttalk.org Podcast platforms, entertainment, talk, TV, games, films, may not a podcast. Take a look at that as well, if you'd like to. Um, tell people that you know about what we do. Tell them, or social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers. Add free podcasts with your options. Look for that as well, if you'd like to. TV and film news. Uh, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Geektown.co.uk for your TV and your film news. Check all of that out. Bex over on Twitch. It was a birthday recently. We've all got our birthdays, like, all within... You know, a few weeks of each other or whatever. Uh, but happy birthday to both, well, all the Geek Town co-hosts, Bex, Robert, everybody. Um, so there was that. But you can find Bex over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, for retro chat game and other streams. I think she made a cake today or yesterday, so go and check all that fun stuff out. Me, Twitch, like I said, E-Talk UK, YouTube, Entertainment Talk, plays. Now I can breathe. All right. Um, thanks for listening, and I will catch you next time by the way Real Madrid you got to do the business you've got two chances to knock Man City out you don't even have to win both games just win one of them 1-0 and then you can draw just draw the other one they just won their Copa del Rey uh, Cup, FA Cup finals in our hands the league and the Champions League are not um, they might win one or two of those things but they cannot be allowed to win all three but Real Madrid if hey, if you can knock them out in the semi-final then they won't even need to worry about them for a cup final but um, got to stop Haaland. Got to stop Erling Haaland. Just, just give him a bit of a kick. I'm not saying like beat him up, but give him a bit of a shove. Give him a bit of a kick. I watched all of his goals video yesterday. Put pressure on him for God's sake. Give him a bit of a shove. You don't have to foul him. Just uh, block his shot. Do do something against him. Um, yeah, and I get that he scores. Okay, a few penalties, a lot of headers, left foot, right foot. Fantastic player, no doubt. But do something to him. All, all of you, every every single football player in the Premier League, or any every single <clears throat> every single football player who's playing against Man City, apart from the goalkeeper, uh, although the goalkeeper needs to stop his shots. Um, he's a fantastic player, no doubt. But 
just do something to him. Don't need to hurt him. Don't need to injure him. Just tackle him. Just, I don't know, do something. I watched his goals. Nobody's, like, putting pressure on him. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's Erling Haaland. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.